Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, singing Alleluia, Alleluia. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, singing Alleluia, Alleluia. Walking in sunlight all of my journey Over the mountains, through the deep Jesus has said, I'll never forsake thee Promise divine that never can fail Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight Flooding my soul about with me. God in heaven, thank you for this day. Please forgive us for all our sin, for all our sins. Please be with those who are traveling for the holidays. Please help the ones who are sick and help them to feel better. Be with our missionaries as they are preaching the gospel around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. When we walk with the Lord in the Call upon the Lord, who 
Before we take the Lord's Supper, we're going to sing, When We Meet in Sweet Communion. When we meet in sweet communion. partaking in the Lord's Supper, I'd like for us to look at a couple verses. Be from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night that he, in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant 
in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for sending your one and only son down, for him dying on the cross. And as as his body was broken on that cross, we do this in remembrance of him. In Christ's only name, amen. Let us pray for the cup. Dear God, as you sent your one and only son down, and he could have called for 10,000 angels to come and save him, but he didn't. He stayed and took the burden so that we may have a chance in heaven with you. We do, we remember the blood that was shed on that cruel cross. In Christ's holy name, amen. Of thy is thy heart right with God. Have thine afflictions been nailed to the cross? Is thy heart right with God? Does thy heart fall before Jesus my cross? Is thy heart right with God? Is thy heart right? I'd like you to take your Bibles, please, and turn to Luke chapter 8. We have four young men who are now going to present to us uh, thoughts from Luke chapter 8. And so I'd like to read the parable of the sower before they do. Jesus speaks in 
The Bible records in Luke chapter 8 and verse 4, And when a great multitude had gathered, they came to him from every city, and he spoke by parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Evan? Good evening. Tonight we're going to be looking at the parable of the sower. My dad just read it for us from Luke 8, 4 through 8. It can also be found in Matthew 13 and Mark 4. I want to talk for a minute about the seed in the parable and then the first type of soil, the wayside. This is a very important parable for us to study. Please turn your Bibles to Mark 4, 2 through 4. Mark 4, 2 through 4. It says, Then he taught them many things by parables, and said to them in his teaching, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened, as he sowed, that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Before starting this parable, Jesus tells them, Listen, then he says, Behold. What he was going to tell them is very important. Where we spend eternity depends on what we do with God's word. Jesus said a man went out to sow seed. What is the seed? The seed is the word of God. It, seed has to be planted before anything will grow, and seed is only going to grow whatever that seed is. I love apples. What is the only kind of seed that will make an apple tree? Apple seeds. It's pretty obvious. If you want to produce a Christian, what do you have to plant? The Word of God, the Bible. Jesus said some seed fell on the wayside. Back in those days, the fields went right up to the place where people would walk, and the soil would be really hard, and it made it hard for anything to grow there. A few months ago... We had some concrete poured in our backyard. It's set up really hard and nothing can grow on it. We need to make sure that our hearts are not hard like the concrete. Jesus said that those by the wayside are those who reject God's word. Who comes and takes God's word away from these hearts? The devil. Satan wants people to be lost. He wants people to reject God's word and not obey it. We need to love God and his word and never give a place to the devil in our lives. We see the Pharisees with their hard hearts in the days of Jesus. In Matthew 13, Jesus describes their hearts. Turn with me and read Matthew 13, 14, and 15. Matthew 13, 14, and 15. In them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their eyes are hard of hearing, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. The Pharisees did not want to see Jesus for who he was. They did not want to listen to Jesus and his words. Their hearts were hard like the concrete. Do you want to listen to God's word and obey him? Or has the devil come and taken that word from you tonight? We must not reject the word of God. We must love God and his word always.
Good evening. If you would please turn to Luke chapter 8, I'll be focusing on verses 6 and 13. Luke chapter 8, verse 6 and 13. I remember plying the draw with my grandfather. My job was to walk alongside the tractor and pick up the large rocks and put them in the bucket of the tractor. This was to keep from causing problems with the grain drill. Much like planting wheat in the draw, Christ in this parable speaks of the word of God and planting the word of God in different soils. Let's read verses 6 and 13. Verse 6. Some fell on a rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Verse 13. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. We see rocky soil described as not having deep root. Seems like to me, for a good crop to be produced, one must remove the rocks, improve the roots, and then a good crop can be produced. How, so, how do rocks get removed from a Christian's life? We, as their older brothers and sisters in Christ, must be there to help. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Consider yourself, lest you be tem- also be tempted Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. We are told to bear one another's burdens. We're told to help. How can we help? Turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider one another in order to stop love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves, Together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Remember them and get them involved. Don't let them be alone and encourage them to be around the church. Um, turn to First Thessalonians chapter one and First Thessalonians chapter five, verses twenty one and twenty two. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Remind them to stay away from the evil that can entrap and choke them. There will always be rocky soil that God's word will be planted in. We, as God's people, must be ready to help remove the rocks, improve the roots, and surround the new sibling in Christ with love and encouragement. Thank you for your time this evening. Good evening. Tonight I am doing the thorny soil from the parable of the sower. I'm going to share some things from it and show you some examples of Bible characters who we would say are described by the thorny soil and those who are not choked out. I want to look at how Jesus described the thorny soil. Please read with me in Luke 8, 14. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. Matthew thirteen twenty two reads about the same, but also read with me Mark eight, Mark four, eighteen and nineteen. 
Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things, entering in and and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So think about this part of the parable with me. Jesus said these heard the word and then go out. When Jesus says they heard the word, he's saying that they received and obeyed it. And when it says that they went out, they went out and lived their lives. At some point, they allowed things to choke or squeeze the word out of them. When I've, what I think of when I think of being choked out is a big python or boa constructor choking the life out of its prey. Jesus says that it is possible to allow certain things to choke God's word out of us. What does Jesus say choke the word out of them? One, the cares or worries of life. Like the Jewish rulers in John 12, 42 and 43. They believed in Jesus, but they were scared of being thrown out of the synagogues if they talked about Jesus. And they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. You can be like them, or you can be like Job, who lost everything that people care about and could have easily let worry choke him out. But he didn't fall into that temptation. In 2020, lots of worry has happened, but we need to stay close to God and ask him for help in these times. And the second thing he talked about was riches or greed, choking God's word out of people. Like it happened to Judas, who agreed to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. In John 12, 5, and 6, Judas is called a thief because he used to take what was in the money box. He was greedy and cared more about money than about Jesus, even though he was one of the 12 apostles. If it can happen to Judas, it can happen to anybody. So we should be more like Matthew. In Matthew 9, 9, it says that Jesus called Matthew as a tax collector who would have been getting a lot of money. He just got up and followed Jesus, even though he lost everything doing it. The third thing he talked about was the pleasures of life or the desire for other things. It, what should our first desire be? It should be loving God and obeying his word. But Jesus said that those who are choked out by thorns are those who have a desire for other things. Like Demas, who was once called a worker with Paul in Philemon verse 24. But later Paul said that Demas had left him because he loved the world more than God. In 2 Timothy 4.10. We should be more like Paul, who would have been a great ruler of the Jews. Who would have had everything anyone could ever want. But his desire was to do what was right to follow Jesus. Please read with me Acts 9.18-20. through 20. Immediately there fell, there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Baptism was so important that he was baptized before he ate, and then he immediately began to preach Christ. His only desire was to tell people about Jesus. This needs to be our desire too. So we need to be more like Job, Matthew, and Paul, and not like the Jewish rulers, Judas, and Demas. Satan will try to choke us out, so we need to make sure that we do not allow the worries of life, the desire to be rich, or the pleasures of life to choke the word of God out of us.
Tonight I will be talking about the parable of the good sower. Tonight I would like to start off with a question. Why did Jesus teach in parables? Let's look at Matthew 13, verses 13 and 15. Matthew 13, verses 13 and 15. There we will find out why Jesus teaches in parables. Therefore I speak to them in parables, seeing they do not hear, and they do seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. For the hearts of these people have grown dull, their their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes are closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand. With their hearts, and turn so that I sh- that I shouldn't heal them. He wanted those with a noble and good heart. This is why he taught in parables. We have heard about those who receive the word by the wayside, and of the rocky ground, and of the thorny soil, but. Now let's look more at the, that, at the first parable Jesus taught in Luke 8.8. 8. The first thing I would like to point out is after Jesus had said these things, he cried out or called out. Some versions have different sayings. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop of a hundredfold. When the when others had when he had said these things, he cried. He cried. He his ears to hear. He's not only crying, but he's crying out. This is sad. Jesus is crying out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This shows us that Jesus really wanted those who hear hear to him to pay attention. It was very important. The last soil mentioned in the is the good soil. What makes a good soil? Let's turn to Luke 8 verses 15. Luke 8 Verses 15. But the the ones that had fell on good ground are those who have heard the word with a good, with a noble and good heart. They keep it and they bear fruit with patience. It said it in the verse, first you have to hear the word with a good and noble heart. Matthew adds, Matthew adds, you have, to, you have to understand. Second, we have to keep the word. This is talking about obeying. Third, we have to bear fruit. This means we need to continue to teach others.
As I bring my short Devo to a close tonight, something we all all need to remember is it all begins with Jesus. He is the seed. One more question. What do we do when the seed is planted in us? Just as a plant takes time to grow, it takes time to tell if you have if you are of those by the wayside or of those on the rocky soil or those of the thorny soil or you of the good soil. And those are my thoughts on the good soil for tonight. Nothing I can say to really improve upon what's been said. Thankful for these young men and the parable that's been given. I would have you turn one more place, and that is back to Mark chapter 4. We're going to stand and sing a song of invitation in just a moment. And I would invite you to look at these words of Jesus as he has given the parable and now later is asked, what does it mean? What's this parable all about? I would bring your attention to his statements in Mark chapter 4 and verse number 13 where he says to them, do you not understand this parable? If you don't understand this parable, he says, how are you going to understand all the parables? You might say, in, in, in many ways, this, he says, is the chief parable, the one of them all, the most important. Because if you don't get this one, then how are you going to understand all the rest of the parables I'm going to give? Rather than, friends, what we're talking about is a heart condition. And he's saying, if you don't understand that the seed is the word of God, and the seed has to be planted inside of someone, and eternity depends upon what you do with the word of God, then how are you going to understand anything else? And it is important, as these young men have, have brought to our attention tonight, it is important to look at ourselves and to ask, what soil best describes my heart? Am I one who has rejected the word of God and the wayside? Am I one who has given in to temptation and have no root? Am I one who has allowed the devil to squeeze the word of God out of me? Or am I good soil? Have I taken in the word of God and is it producing in me someone who is striving to be more like Christ? Tonight, as you think about yourself and your heart, will you uh, reflect upon that and ask yourself an honest question about where you are and which might best describe you? And as a Christian tonight, if you need to repent of uh, a heart that is in need of repenting of, then won't you have the courage to do so? And if you need to respond in a public way, then we stand ready to help you any way that we can. Tonight, if you're not a Christian, then will you allow the Word of God to sink into you and will you obey what it says to be saved? Jesus has provided us a way of salvation. Tonight, eternity depends upon what you do with the Word of God. The Bible says that one must hear this Word in order to be saved. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Tonight, do you believe Jesus Christ to be the Son of God? Are you willing to repent of sin in your life, to confess your faith in Him as the Son of God, and to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins? If you're subject to the Lord's invitation, then won't you please come now while we stand and sing. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. 
Jesus, first and fourth verse. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. God, thank you for giving us this time to look at your word and study it. Be with us that we'll have a safe drive home. Thank you for giving us this world that we can live on. Thank you for giving us our bodies. Be with them that we always want to do them to your will. Be with those who are sick that you'll heal them. Be with those that have recently lost loved ones. Be with those traveling over the holidays. Thank you for giving us friends and family in this life. Be with us to have a good rest of the evening together. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 